great conversation continues now on the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, sing a little sunshine song. Well, uh, no sunshine outside. As far as I know, I don't think it's sunny outside. It's supposed to be a... Uh, a uh, cloudy and rainy day today. Not not pouring down rain, but a few stray rain showers throughout the day, drizzly kind of stuff. Temperatures will drop. We uh, hit probably close to midnight, uh, our high. I think we were up to like 65 or so around midnight. Started the show off at 60. We're dropping just a little bit right now. 59, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 58 at the Highland. 60 uh, in Elm Grove. And f- um, can't read my writing. Would you tell me 58 here? It is uh, 58. 58 degrees here at the Watchdog Radio Network Studios. If you want to join us on the text line, you can do that. 304-214-1600. 304-214-1600. Frio Stack Auction Service text line is always open and available for you. John McKay will be by in a bit. He and I are going to talk about, uh, and Bob as well, talk about some of the uh, big issues here in the uh, upper Ohio Valley. I mentioned the top of the show, Bob. I just <laughs> Yesterday I, I, we talked about the fact that a, a federal judge has ruled that Governor Justice does owe the $300 million to Carter Bank. The Justice companies had tried to claim, I don't even know what they tried to claim. They had all kinds of legal arguments. And the judge really kind of said, that doesn't make a darn bit of sense. So um, the, the judge ruled that, he, that they have to pay up. And Yesterday, Carter Bank officials sent to their shareholders uh, an email or a letter or whatever, basically saying, we want our money, we're getting our money, we're coming to see the governor. Uh, So that's going to be kind of interesting. Uh, Quoting, uh, as with all of our customers, Carter Bank expect to be repaid by the justice entities in full, all amounts due and owing. So, and, and keep in mind that Jim Justice and his wife, Kathy, and McCabe, help me, I think his son Jay also signed on, right? The, yes. The yeah, personal yeah. guarantees. So, sure. although the, the, the judgment is technically against the companies, they have signed personal. They signed their personal, yeah, their, their personal stake in it. I was thinking last night, this is a man, we, we, he went from a billionaire to darn near bankrupt. I'm not saying he's bankrupt, but I mean, he came onto the scene almost eight years ago. America, West Virginia is one billionaire, and now his biggest problems are paying bills. Well, help me with this, guys. Let's say that I go get a loan, and I have to put up collateral naturally. I have other collateral that I did not put up for that loan. I default on that loan. Can they take the collateral that I put up, or can they take my other assets also? I don't think they could take assets if you didn't pledge them. Now, I'm not sure. Like the Greenbrier doesn't appear to be at stake here. Right. Like the, the, this is not tied in Because he, he never, Briar. as far as I know, right. there was no, uh, th- that was not part of the right. of the deal. But if he has $100,000 in a checking account somewhere or a savings account, that is. Or a helicopter. Yeah. Or, yeah well, we know, yeah. we know there's a chopper at risk here. Yeah. Um, it's just, I just thought about how, wow, how things have changed. Uh, the billionaire, the billionaire governor to the. The man who's but being again, dodged by know, creditors. We, and we talk about this all the time, and, and again with uh, you know uh, Glenn Elliott entering into that race, and you know assuming what seems logical at least right now that 
you know, uh, Glenn will win the Democrat primary, and if Justice does indeed win the Republican primary, you know, um, when does any of this start to stick to Jim Jordan? Uh, I mean, it, you know, he may even be more Teflon than Donald Trump in some ways. I, I, th- I think it, certainly know? the comparison is yeah. is extremely strong. I mean, I, I mean, in, in a state, I think what always gets me is in a state where people traditionally and historically have prided themselves, you know, kind of on the mantra of, a, you know, an honest day's work for an honest day's pay. You know, we pay our debts. We're hard work in West and, Virginia. And, yeah. But people who have just fallen in love and been kind of, uh, you know, uh, entranced by this huckster who doesn't pay his bills. He's made a career out of not paying bills, and it doesn't make the slightest bit of sense. Well, you look, and, and we can broaden it beyond that. I mean, the bills are, are one thing, and this $300 million, somebody said to me last night, I said, you mean he owes $300 million? I said, no, no, he doesn't owe $300 million. That's one loan. Right. That's, That's just one loan. loan. It's multi, much more than that. Uh, it's not just the money that he owes. It is the fact that he has disregarded the court order to work out of yeah. Charleston. Um uh, these are just things that. I mean, how is he? How is he going to function in the Senate? I mean, well, when you think about this logistically, how is he going to function in the Senate? I mean, is he a, a, going to stop coaching girls basketball? He has said he may not. He has said that he so might. How? How do you be part of that body? Can you get closer to the mic? Yes, for certain. Or is turn it better? down. Just just turn it down. You got it. Very better. Okay. Yeah. How do you function? As a you know one of one hundred in you know the most august body in our country of folks who are at least supposed to get things done and I, I I'm just not understanding I'm yeah just I, not understanding it. I was talking with some folks privately about this last night um, and I don't mean over disrespect God knows I can't get around mm-hmm. the man can't get around no he hardly I, could walk into the Capitol to deliver his state of the state. And, and you know, I, I hate to see it. It's, it's tough to watch. Um, but, you know, when, you know, the logistics of getting around the complex, you know, the Capitol complex in D.C. is even tougher it because his office tough. is not just right down the hall. Right. You know, if you're in the Senate Hart building or the um, you have to take the tubes or yeah, you've got to get down. You know, it, it's not, you know, there's a lot of walking that goes with that. That's one of the reasons I think Marilyn Mooney has uh, stayed the course is because he's betting, he's hedging his bets that he's just not going to be able to do it health wise. Does Alex Mooney actually live in Maryland? Well, he used to. Ma- I used just like to, to say it. Marilyn so, Mooney. I like, I like the sound so, of that. Well, Mar- your ancestors? Marilyn Mooney. <laughs> All over the place. So if we say Slovak slider here. <laughs> Come Marilyn on, man. Mooney. I like Marilyn Mooney. Uh, but I, again, I don't want to. I don't want to beat Jim Justice over health issues. No, I really, no, truly no. don't. But the truth of the matter is, I have in my younger days, I walked the halls of Congress sure, a lot. Sure. Um, and I was just there as a reporter, visitor. I was just walking, and mm-hmm. it's just a plane a lot. Just sure. to get from one I mean, place. I was there, to there last year. Spent a week in May, and you know, and I logged. And no, granted, it was a lot of walking around D.C. and and, and back and forth. You know. Three, four, five miles a day. And that's just kind of walking, yeah. going from place to place because we're there. When you're a senator and you're actually, I mean, it's you're hustling from one place. Sure. It's not just walking, you're hustling. No, exactly. I mean, remember Joe Manchin used to run Absolutely. alongside the, the, the shuttle. I just wonder, I mean, I'm serious about this. Is he going to be in some kind of a, I don't say a wheelchair. I mean, I don't know how he can get around. Yeah, I, I you know, I don't know, and I don't want to speculate too much on it now. I no, mean, I it, it is just tough, uh, given the fact that, you know, he has some some legitimate health challenges, um, and you know, and on top of that, I think you know what I just can't get around is, 
you know, pay your bills. You know, I mean, this state, you know, the folks in this state who are supporting him, a lot of them, you know, are, are diehard on, you know, you, you pay your debts. And yet they, they, they just don't seem to care. No, they just give him a pass. You know, and I, I sometimes, I guess maybe everybody has had financial problems. So they say, well, geez, you know, he's just having a hard time. Now, he's different. a $300 million yeah. hard time compared to I've got a $300 hard time paying my electric bill or yeah. something. But it's just a, it's just a, a strange. Yeah, for certain, you know, and, uh, and, you know, and if we do get to that point come, uh, you know, May, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be it's going to be very interesting uh, coming out of what, you know, I think we're going to see is a really tough primary and a really bloody primary. Um you know, and if justice would prevail over West Virginia and Alex Mooney, um, that was for Bob. But, he, <laughs> but anyway, you know, uh, over Alex Mooney, um, you know, what is in Glenn Elliott, of course, wins the Democrat nomination. What is his strategy going to be? How aggressive is he going to be on, on uh, you know, not not dirty politics, but just on, you know, paying bills and, and uh, you know, following court orders? It's going to be interesting, you know, uh, uh, to see where – you know, Glenn, uh, how he handles that and how his handlers handle that. Because, you know, when you get outside influences in, involved, um, you know, it can take different, a much different tack than you might have expected. I've noticed with Glenn Elliott, just a subtle so far, but there's a subtle change in the way he's been approaching things mm-hmm. already. From sure. the way, when he, as mayor, he was conciliatory. Maybe that's not quite the right word, but with occasionally he would get a little partisan in sure. the sense he'd talk about an issue from a very but generally he tried to get along smooth things over he's picked up already a lot of the talking points the well, democratic and, and, talking you know, points yeah and, and i'm sure certain. he's been told to do that uh, without a doubt i mean he has you know he has nine months essentially to become known in west virginia um outside of you know wheeling and outside can he do of it maybe. you know you never say never it's going to be a, it's going to be it's a it's a massive uphill uh you know, claw, uh, just charge for him to, to, to try to take. Um, can he do it? You know, a, anything can happen. Um, you know, as we look at the, the, you know, some of the things the state party is doing now, um, you know, even may not happen this quickly, but, you know, uh, I'm getting the feeling that, you know, the, the state GOP is kind of heading the way that the, the state Democrat Party headed, you know, 15 years ago. And, going to find themselves out of power in fighting because of infighting because of infighting and and just you know becoming you know, becoming complacent with their with their majorities right now when you think john though this race with mayor elliott even if he loses it, he could be a, a benefit to him to get his name out there For and certain. you know get his you foot know, in the water know, a little bit it's always and i know he talked about it on your show and he'll talk about it with anyone you know but he has a, a nice link with the senate with working for senator bird for for many years and um you know when you talk to him i mean this is this is a you know that's Bird's seat you know that mansion now has that, that's a that's an enticing thing so can, yeah. yeah so can he do it <clears throat> you know for certain but he can't <clears throat> excuse me i'm sorry he's gonna have to be very aggressive um, he's going to have to be, but not so aggressive that people think that he's mean, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or shrill. And um, but he's going to have to become known. I mean, that's going to be the biggest challenge when you have a you know a young child and a, and a you know a wife at home, and you've got to go down into you know Mercer County and Boone County and Mingo and Logan. Uh, you know those places. You know, 
nobody knows him down there. Right. And and so it's going to be a lot of work. So, you know, being a Democrat is, is you know, one, one check against him. But just the fact nobody knows honestly, him is the other. Honestly, in part of the state, being a northerner. For, for it, certain, it, yeah. Is, is, is another, another market for Wheeling, huh? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's right. right. You know? <laughs> I mean, that, that's a great point and, uh, because we are a little north of the Mason-Dixon line. And uh, so, you know, he's got, uh, he's got a, a big challenge ahead of him, but, you know, we'll, we'll see. Um, it's going to be an interesting race. I, think. It, uh, it's, uh, I, 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 don't, uh, I don't take for granted that he wins the Democratic no, primary. For I mean, I, I don't know what's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. And a lot's going to depend. And, and Glenn said that when he was here. Uh, a lot's going to depend on what kind of money he can raise, mm-hmm. and not just what he can raise, but then does he raise enough money to to, to look like he's got a shot? I mean, the the, the Democrat National Democratic Party was going to pour a lot of money into Joe Manchin. Right. Right. Now they obviously won't do that, but will they think that? Well, geez, maybe this guy's got a, a shot. Maybe and throw know, some money into it. And and you know that that's and even individual donors, it's hard to get anyone to buy into this race right now i'm sure just because everyone is assuming that it's a foregone conclusion that the republicans will pick up the seat i have talked to to a number of democrat donors people who who write Mm -hmm. some big checks and a line that i've heard frequently is i'm just i'm just not wasting my money i'm not wasting my money anymore right now it's a lost cause. I'm not talking about Glenn particularly, sure, but no, no, no. any Democrat. It's there. It, it's a. It's just a. It's a lost cause. It's a waste of money. We're not poised to succeed. So I'm just not going to. So that's yet another challenge he has in that race is how does he raise money? Yeah. How does he? Is it going to primarily all come from out of out of state? You know, and Joe Manchin, most of Joe Manchin's money comes from out of state. You know that he's raised over the years, so it's going to take a lot of out of state money. But, but Joe Manchin had a, a a core of support from fossil fuel industries sure. and some others that it may some of that may transfer to to, to Glenn, mm-hmm. although probably not because mm-hmm. Glenn's philosophies are a little different than Joe Manchin's yeah. were. So it's going to be interesting. All right, John McCabe is here. Uh, usually the uh, Ohio Valley Roundtable kicks off with some local issues, and I want to get into probably the single biggest issue going on around here right now is this homeless situation, the homeless camps. And well, it's not the fact that I can't even I – could, I had to walk three different ways to get to your office today. <laughs> Literally, I'm coming down this Zigging way. and zagging. I go up that way. I had to turn around and go back, go up three blocks and swerve that around. Driving in this, driving in this morning, I, I got thinking about how in just a short, maybe a month or so, six weeks at the most, we have gone from – be just that's the number one thing on everybody's mind too it's like this is just we live with yes, we've just come to exactly. we just come to live with it i say last night <laughs> i went to this cruise night up at mm-hmm. um, the old posen's building yeah, that yeah. uniglobe had and i'm telling you i thought i was in like some kind of bombed out place you know <laughs> nancy and i are driving down market street uh to Find a place to park. I think we parked in a ditch or one of those. You know, I mean, we just. It was just Is that why part of your bumper's missing now? Really and truly, it's just. I mean, it just looked like. I mean, gee, many Christmas, and I'm downtown a good bit. Nancy's not, and she was having me driving. She said, uh, "How do we get out of here?" I said, "I don't know, but up there's a big sign that says do not pass.'" So, but I got think we've just kind of come. Yeah. You know, we've just come to accept it now. Yeah. Coming in here, did you get in all right? Because. 
Sometimes, I mean, eventually. Well, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you know, sometimes they block our entrance. While well, I couldn't. Go- well, no, I had to actually. I walked through the old where the old Corcomato was. I had to walk through there. Wait till the big forklift was out of the way. You know, walk across <laughs> the active construction zone on Twelfth Street. <laughs> uh, but I guess uh, we it, we've we've already internalized it. It's just like people have internalized Jim Justice. Uh, you yeah, know, it's we've, just we, the way it is. We've just internalized yeah. the streetscape now, and uh, in another year, year and a half, not a year and a half, about a year and four year and months. A half, yeah, a year and a half. Yeah. Whew. All right. 925 here on the Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here. The Friday Roundtable underway on the Watchdog Morning Show. Is your business protected from cyber threats? In today's world, it's more important than ever to have a cybersecurity plan in place. But with so many different solutions out there, it can be hard to know where to start. That's where Omni Strategic Technologies comes in. We're a technology support firm with a strong focus on cybersecurity. We have a team of local experts who can help you assess your risks, develop a plan, and implement the right tools to serve and protect your business. If you want to get serious about cybersecurity, choose Omni Strategic Technologies for the peace of mind knowing that your business is protected and prepared. Last year, they took on the NFL and beat the spread. This season, they plan on doing it again. If you want to cash in, tune in every Saturday morning from 8 to 9 for Good Old Boys on Sports with Baron Bob here on the Watchdog Radio Network and the All Sports Saturday Morning. Good Old Boys is all we'll ever be. Are you traveling? Working a little bit too much? Is your fur baby starting to get a little shaggy? Let Dirty Paws be your one-stop shop for all of your pet care needs. Stop in and see us at 202 18th Street or give us a call at 304-639-7754 to schedule your appointments for dog grooming, doggy daycare, and dog boarding today. It's time once again for the West Virginia Bob Otten State Hockey Championship, February 10th and 11th at West Banco Arena. The tournament includes middle school and high school divisions. Top players throughout the state of West Virginia from Charleston, Martinsburg, Morgantown, Lindsley, Wheeling Central, and Wheeling Park. February 10th and 11th at West Banco Arena, the West Virginia Bob Otten State Hockey Championship. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video. We are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. Friend, it's hard to die when all the birds are singing in the sky. Now that the spring is in the air, pretty girls are everywhere. Think of me and I'll be there. We had joy, we had fun. Seasons in the sun. Is this Terry Jacks? It is very good. Uh, I still prefer the guy who wrote it and did it, the Rod McEwen version of that. I still think, but I play that sometimes in my melancholy YouTube visits at night. <laughs> Mr. McKay won't remember it, but 50 years ago, Howard. Really? 1974. Wow. All right. I remember the song, but don't remember when it Terry, came out. Terry Jacks, sure. yes. Yeah. Seasons in the Sun. 928, 20 after the hour here. Watchdog Morning Show. John McCabe is here with me. Our uh, Friday roundtable reviewing some local news of the week. I want to get to the homeless thing. We'll do that in a minute or two. A uh, couple of stories, though, actually about our park systems I yeah. wanted to take a minute or two to talk about. Uh, we had the mini controversy, if you will, a month or so ago about the um, the deer kill, the deer call, the deer hunt, whatever they called it. Um, over a populated deer up at Ogilvy, and a lot of people were unhappy with the way that was handled. And 
and and a lot of folks said you need to have a better way to control the deer population. Um, the Park Commission is is apparently seeking feedback from the public and is looking at some ideas now. Yeah, yeah, they had a meeting on Monday, and um, you know, uh, Karen Kale, who's a local attorney and uh, was a, a you know strong opponent of the hunt back in November, has proposed to you know Ogilvy uh, administration. You know, forming a essentially like a task force, a committee to uh, better understand the deer population there now. I mean, Ogilvy right now is again actively, essentially doing a census of the deer there, um, working with a wildlife biologist and looking at options for the future. I mean, you know, again, as we talked when when the numbers finally came out and they harvested 16 deer, that didn't make a dent that, yeah, in that the was. population. So they're going to have to come up with some strategies um and i think you know given the you know again as we talked you know it's easy to forget sometimes especially if you're like bob peckinpah and you're not from wheeling and herb falconberry and you didn't grow up in wheeling and and you don't have that deep connection to the park it's hard to know realize how deep the connection is for a lot of people in this community right um and it's not you know not just not Mm -hmm. another resort property it is a public entity is a public treasure for people mm-hmm. and so you know getting that feedback you know getting community input uh, can only be helpful as they move forward I don't know what kind of ideas will eventually come forward I, I still think as I said even during the, the the hunt the park has not worked hard enough to make people understand they should not be feeding the deer that's right. That is one of the biggest problems. For certain, yeah. um, I don't know how you get how you control the population prior to that, and you're going to have to do that. But one of the important things I think is to, is the public has got to be more aware and reminded. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I mean, I don't want people going up and arresting him or putting him in cuffs or something. But if you see, I see. I'm sure you do too. I know the Bob has told me he does. You, you go up to the big field up there by the old observatory. You'll see. You'll see. Sure. They almost have a Several deer. Dozen, par- they yeah. be a deer party. For I mean, sure, yeah. then people are up there just enticing them to come over and all that kind of stuff. They got to get that under control. Yeah. And I don't. I don't know how they do that. And then I guess there are other things to to talk about. You know, do we talk about birth control? Those kind of things. Yeah. I mean, again, good first step. You know, the Park Commission um, and, and the Ogilvy administration. You know, frankly, just did a really bad messaging job the first time around uh, and let the. You know, let the the message get out of their hands quickly, um, and so by doing it, you know, by taking this tact, it at least gets it at least allows the community to feel part of the process and, and finding solutions for how you handle this problem. Uh, when we pick up my grandson uh, Nancy and I and Teddy, always ride through Wheeling Park. Just yeah. it's our routine. I talk to the ducks and the geese. Which drives Teddy crazy. Granddad, they do not know who you are. I say, yes, they do. They know I'm granddad. They do not know who you are. They don't want you honking at them. Honk, I do. Anyway, but we always drive down past the playground. Can't do that right now. And uh, a few weeks ago, we drove down, and the playground was gone. Yeah. Uh, a bunch of tarps are up and construction equipment there. And I wonder what was happening. I said, they must be renovating the playground. But I guess it's going to be a pretty big deal. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, they're, you know. And if you only read Facebook, which I would definitely recommend you don't only read Facebook because, you know, it is an inclusive playground. Well, of course, that has. Oh, inclusive. On, inclusive. You know, Once what does again, that mean? Those liberals yeah. are just, you know, what yeah, mean? All that means is that, you know, if you have children with disabilities. disabilities. Much like the, the playground by the, the YMCA. Right. That is, you know, that is, it, it, it's just a, 
uh, you know, terminology for folks. You know, if you have a child in a wheelchair, they have special swings for them to be able to use. So, right. um, so all that, you know, the nonsense aside, uh, yeah. this is a big deal. You know, again, I, the only thing I would say, as much as you noted and I noted, and we were asking from the day that they shut it down, is what's going on? And it took quite literally two weeks to hear any pee out of the park. Yeah. So again, poor messaging in some ways uh, that I'm, and I'm not quite sure I understand why. This is a great project. Why not See, be I would in have front had, of the I, public with it? I, I'm not their PR person. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, but I would have had some kind of a big, maybe a press yeah. conference announcing something. Where, you know, sure. Yeah. Why again? Why not be open with the public? I mean, this is a great project. No one, <laughs> you know, everyone should be happy. A way to get some good positive public relations after you know after the deer call and and uh, you know all that aside i mean that's more internal for us but i think a missed opportunity for them but it really will be nice the playground there it was a lot of fun and you know my kids went there but it, it was definitely in need of it was of an it was it was way behind yeah. the times yeah, yeah yeah i mean we would still go there teddy was there when he was a little kid mm-hmm. my kids of course went there when they were kids but teddy would go as a little kid it's really tired. It had been tired, sure, and, and sure. we needed it. Firmly needed a. I mean, at least it didn't have one of those big old merry-go-rounds, you know, that you could climb all the way, you know, thirty feet up and hang on for dear life, you know, like when <laughs> I was a are, kid. But those the, were the fun things. They were. That I think that those will not be uh, around in the new one. But it's going to be a really neat uh, addition to the park. Um, I've been pleased with in the last handful of years. The Wheeling Park Commission has put more attention to Wheeling Park than they had for a while. Um, I mean, you know, Ogilvy is by far the more of the visitor destination of, of the Wheeling Park, Wheeling uh, Park Commission properties. So yeah. yeah, but Wheeling Park is the local, you know, more of the local attraction for for local residents. And you know, they've renovated the Wheeling, the White Palace. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see a lot of folks going to that cafe 1925. Oh, yeah. I know Nancy yeah. and I do from time to time. Yeah, I mean, the White Palace is so much. Have you been in it since yeah, they renewed? Uh, yeah. It's so much nicer. So, I mean, I'm, they're putting nice, they're, they're enhancing Wheeling Park uh, in addition to Ogilvy Park, mm-hmm. and that's good. But I, that playground I, is going to be very nice, mm-hmm. inclusive, you know. Probably had, they probably had a DEI officer who did yeah, well, that. Well, you know? you know, and that's what people think, unfortunately, yeah. you know. <laughs> uh, but but it is it is going to be a a good refresh yeah, and I'm sure, you know, uh, there, there's some other things that need it, you know, uh, throughout the park. But it, it, it is nice to see a focus on Wheeling Park specifically. Let's take a break. And uh, when we come back, let's get to the big issue uh, in the city for the past, well, several weeks at least. And that's the whole issue of homeless, the homeless camp, the homeless camping, managed camps, exempted camps, yeah. I, uh, whatever else. We'll talk about that next on the Watchdog Morning Show. Good morning, I'm Rebecca Little with a look at your 7 News headlines for this Friday, January 26th. Weirton Medical Center has informed 7 News about a recent malware incident that temporarily disrupted their internal network affecting certain systems and services. However, the hospital's primary clinical system remained unaffected and patient care was maintained throughout the incident. Officials report that most services have now been restored. Stay with 7 News for further updates as we continue to gather more information. Meanwhile, the Wheeling Water Department has announced a boil order for the Fulton area effective this morning. The boil order comes due to a water line break after a fire hydrant was damaged from an accident. The order applies to all addresses on Glenwood Road and Barrington Drive. Residents are advised to boil water for 48 hours once the service resumes. For more information, you can contact the Water Department at 304-234-3835. 
Continuing coverage now, local librarians are protesting House Bill 4654, which could lead to charges for schools, museums, and libraries distributing obscene materials to minors. The bill has sparked community debate with more than 30 people recently voicing their opinions at the Capitol. Librarian Todd Duncan, for example, may consider a career change or relocation if the bill is enacted. According to West Virginia's code, violators for distribution of obscene material to minors could receive a fine up to $25,000 and up to five years behind bars. And the Belmont County Sheriff's Department has introduced an app for public updates. Sheriff Dave Lucas says it will come in handy with everyone having a smartphone. So now people can find out in real time about issues that affect their lives. The Sheriff's Department will soon be able to send out push notifications about missing children, descriptions of fleeing suspects or road closures or detours due to crashes. He says the app is up and you can download it free from the app store or Google Play. That was a look at your 7 News headlines for this Friday, January 26. I'm Rebecca Little. Have a lovely weekend, Ohio Valley. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Need a new suit? Looking for a good book? Searching for a unique gift? The Ohio Valley's premier shopping choice is the Highlands. Find jewelry, hot new tech, arts and crafts, over two dozen stores to visit. From Walmart and Target to Cabela's, Menards, Kohl's, and Old Navy. Plan a day out of shopping, dining, and entertainment at the Highlands. At the top of the hill off I-70. See it all online at hitthehighlands.com. Toyota's national sales event is on, making now the best time to save big at your Toyota dealer. With available APR financing as low as 1.9% on select new 2022 fuel-efficient Camrys, Corollas, RAV4s, and Highlanders. Or go off-road in a rugged Tacoma or Tundra, also with low financing available to qualified buyers. Visit buyatoyota.com for more. Not all buyers will qualify for special APR financing from Toyota. See your dealer for details. Hurry, Toyota's national sales event ends September 6th. Toyota, let's go places. Hello, West Virginia. This is Congressman Alex Mooney. West Virginia spending should reflect West Virginia values. That's why I always work to be your conservative fiscal watchdog in Washington, voting against tax increases and cutting government spending, all while looking after our hardworking families. Liberals continue to harm middle and working class Americans with rampant inflation, all the while going around Congress to send our tax dollars overseas. I will continue to do everything in my power to rein in this White House's policies and keep the power in the hands of the people where it belongs. I'm Congressman Alex Mooney. If you have questions about how your tax dollars are being spent, I wanna hear from you. Call my local office at 304-264-8810 or visit my website at mooney.house.gov. Paid for with official funds from the office of Alex Mooney. Information, interviews, debates, and discussion, plus an occasional rant. With Bob Slider behind the board, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe.
Nobody want to dance with me? No. Bob? John, nobody's dancing? Hey, Howard, I, I need to clarify something if I can. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I was just informed that I was plagiarizing Councilman Dave Palmer by calling Wheeling Park the community park. So my apologies to Councilman Palmer, <laughs> Councilman Palmer. Watch that, John. for lifting his lines. <laughs> Dave, I'm sorry. See, I called it our park. See, that's what I said. It's our park. That's all right. All right. So, of course, he was handing out public money when he called it the community park. So it's easy to do that there when you're just, you know, oh, reaching into Howard's pocket and giving it over here to somebody else. So there, there's that for you too, Dave. All right. All right. Hey, um, I haven't paid a whole lot of attention. Uh, we still, as far as I know, are still with just three candidates for mayor right now. Yeah, yeah. As of as of last night, it was still just you know uh, uh, Councilman Slider or uh, not Slider, but uh, uh, Thalman. Councilman Slider. That's it. That's it. Oh <laughs> my God, Chad Bob! You didn't look out, me. Uh, uh, <laughs> I've totally lost my train of thought. That'll be Danny Magruder <laughs> in, uh, in uh, Councilwoman uh, Rosemary Ketchum. The three so, of them have already. Not Bob Slider. Okay. <laughs> Slovak Slider is not in the race. Uh, so, and I. I, I don't know if anybody else is getting in. I really have not heard any specifics. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, there's been, you know, I, I saw something the other day. Alex Coogan kind of teased he might run for something. Something, and, You know, yeah. I don't know if that's going to happen. Uh, you know, we'll see. We have until 5 o'clock tomorrow. Or, or if it's, uh, you know, or if you mail it in, you know, have, you know, it just has to be postmarked tomorrow. So it'll be interesting to see. Can you, uh, that's a question. I, can you, uh, on the city level, can you do the mail-in as sure. well? Sure, yeah, I'm pretty sure you can. Okay, yeah. so. Really, we won't know for sure until, until like Monday, Monday or Tuesday, Tuesday depending yeah. on the mail gets here. Um, and there are some interesting candidates for council. Uh, at least two of the council seats are plainly open, open seats. Yeah. That's the Ketchum seat, third ward, and uh, Chad's seat, which is the is that first, first or second? Ward. First, first ward. ward yeah. uh, uh, and there are people are planning to run for there. But So those seats will have new faces and, in you them. Know, councilman Slide. Or- Sidler. I I'm going to accept the nomination. You, I'm having real troubles here today. I'm sorry. <laughs> Councilman, you know, Ben Sidler has a couple folks running against him, including a former GOP chairwoman and Carly, Carly Dittmer. So in, uh, in Ward 2. Um, has he filed for? I believe. Okay. And then in, in, in one person who did file yesterday in Ward 4, which is Jerry Sklavinakis, uh, his ward, is uh, John Prather, who's a math professor at OUE okay. and uh, a local guy. So that was a, kind of a surprise filing there uh, that I wasn't ex- you know, expecting. But, um, you know, so, yeah, it's you know, I'm sure we'll see some more today. Um, you know, as of right now, I think you know, just mentioned, mentioned Councilman Palmer. As of right now, I think he's unopposed. Somebody told me somebody filed against him, but I, I, I haven't. I not that I saw. I, I could be wrong did, with it. Yeah. Dave, are you running by yourself or somebody? Uh, <laughs> since clearly you're listening enough to yell at McCabe and maybe me. I don't know. I thought I heard a name. I, I thought. Yeah, I thought, maybe there is. I thought there was somebody uh, else out there, but I could be wrong about yeah. that. Um, but uh, we've talked this before. I, I, I without endorsing any mayor's candidate. Mm-hmm. Any one of the three are, you know, they're within a range of each other. They're neither, they're, they're not, none of them are wildly different from the others. They'll be different, but not wildly different. But when it comes to the um, council, I think the makeup of council is much more concerning. With uh, Depending on how the ward races end up, you could see a completely different direction sure. on council from what we have right now. Yeah, so so Mr. Palmer did clarify Nick McCourt is his opponent. And I just got a yeah. text from somebody else on that yeah. as well, Nicholas so McCourt. I, I just, I'm, I'm sure I didn't remember that one, so set the record straight there. Yeah, you know, and um, that that really is a an interesting prospect that could happen because – 
you know, there's uh, already hearing rumblings that if, you know, certain people get in uh, or certain makeup of council happens, you know, uh, mm-hmm. do they attempt to roll back things such as the Crown Act, such as the Anti-Discrimination Act passed back in, geez, all the way back in like 2016 or right. 2017. Um, and there are know, some who are running that I think may, if they could get the votes, would try and do that. Yeah. And so it's going to be, I think it's going to be, this this next four years is going to be very interesting and, and uh, potentially, you know, I, I don't, what Wheeling, and, and you know, in my opinion, as someone who studied Wheeling government for 25 years, can't afford right now is four years of stagnation by, right. by city government. And by that, I mean, just like nothing getting done. You know, there's whether you like it or you don't, and there's been a lot of things that, you know, the, the, we at the newspaper have, have questioned with purchasing buildings and, you know, and, and doling out public money um, in, in maybe in you know, somewhat irresponsible way at times, or at least what appears to be. But a lot of things have gotten done under this council. They have. Um, and so you can't I will that. say, again, you can say better or ill, I think more activity has occurred, more forward activity mm-hmm. under this council than any of the ones that I have ever covered. Oh, uh, there's absolutely no doubt. You know, and, you know, and um, it I, has I, been a nice progression of of things happening. Again, how they get there is 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 where you know it's the details that do matter, but it has been a steady progression of of positive developments. You know, we know. You know, we've talked. You and I have talked for years about what is the vision for downtown. Well, it's emerging. You know, it's 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 been emerging, but now it's like all coming to fruition over Hellscape. these next eighteen years. Yes, there it's you a- go. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, the one thing that does need to emerge, Howard, uh, is, is what is the city? And by the city, I don't just mean city government. I mean, all you know, I mean the- government. I mean advocacy groups, charitable organizations, etc. What is our plan? for the homeless crisis here. It's, that's I, the issue of this next council in my mind the uh th- this issue is i've gone back and forth on this because i have uh, because i think i think right now frankly i think right now everybody has dropped the ball yeah uh, i was not a thousand percent in support of the homeless camping ban mm-hmm. but i get it i'm okay with it provided they put the managed camp into right. place I still, to this moment, do not understand, and my line for the last several weeks has been, what's the rush? I don't understand when there was no managed camp put into place yet, and we're in the midst of winter, why there's a rush to, to, to close down the camps. Yeah. I understand why they want to do it, and I get the ordinance, but until the, until there's some place for them to go... What's the rush? Yeah, that, that's uh, you know been, been part of the issue. You know, another issue, I think, that, that doesn't get the discussion as much um and we actually have a a, you know a pretty uh, what i think is a pretty good editorial on it for the weekend this this weekend is the just the growing cost on the taxpayer of the homeless crisis that we're seeing you know and what really kind of brought it into 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 focus for me and you know as, as i was thinking about this over this past week is you know the state taxpayers are are you know, spending them $1.3 million to replace the decking on the Market Street Bridge. Which, which was burned down by fire. A from direct the- result of people sleeping under it and, kept, you know, how hot that fire must have been burning to melt that bridge. You know, it, it was a plastic, you know, it was, an, surface, it was not a typical bridge, but right, still, but yeah. But still, you know, and, you know, in the city, uh, you know, I think it was Vice Mayor Thalman, you know, a few weeks back talked about, you know, several million dollars the city has put into different programs and, and ways to help combat this. And now, you know, we're pumping money into the Life Hub. Um, and, you know, just 
just this ongoing toll on the taxpayer. And again, you know, with, I look at the Life Hub, and you know, I hear everybody say, "Well, this, this, that," but you know, I'm, we all know how this is going to go. This is going to be a taxpayer, heavily taxpayer subsidized facility. That's that's how it's going to work. It's already started. You don't put that genie back in the bottle. And so, you know, we, you know, the the compassion, you know, is definitely has to be there. But we've got to have real discussions among government, service agencies, and you know all these folks involved in just the, you know what is our what is our plan here? What is that's, our future? See, that's that's the we need. A, there needs to be a game plan. I yeah. thought we had one, frankly. I mean, well, we don't. But we Everybody's don't. still working it on. And that's and that's and that's that's a problem. I mean, that, there's been a direct dropping of the ball at the city level with the homeless liaison position. I will I, I will stand by that for the rest of my for the rest of my career. That that what that vision position was envisioned at and what it's turned into is. Well, part totally of the, different. Part should, of the, part of the problem is it wasn't fully visioned. 100%. I don't think, and that's that's part of the problem. So, it kind of developed a, along the way. Uh, it, it, I've been talking to a number of folks from the different social service agencies, trying to get some to come on the show here, um, and they keep saying, "Well, you don't understand. It's a complex problem." And I do understand it's a complex problem. And they talk about the fact that. You know, the police just can't – if they everybody they arrest gets let out, I get that. Uh, it's hard to get a mental hygiene uh, commitment order. I get that. I get a dozen – I get all the sure. issues. We all understand that. Um, but the point I've been trying to make is everybody's going to have to start start to rethink what they're doing. Sure. And I, if you read the letter, I know you did, mm-hmm. uh, from the agencies to the city this week. The, I, the impression I got was – we do things our way, and therefore you're just asking us to do more. Well, yeah. you're going to have to rearrange the way you do things, 100%. and I don't know what that is. And I get I'm, I'm, I have really irritated friends of mine because of my thoughts on this. But let's look at it this way: I, I was talking to a city worker uh, uh, last week, who, and you know, so they they you know are dismantling these camps. You know, who wants to go to work when you're in the city operations department? And have to clean up human excrement, like not just like uh, like piles upon piles in these encampments. I mean, nobody signs up. You know, it's, that's part of the problem. Is where is where is the consideration for like just average folks trying to live their life for the taxpayers? I understand, we, we, and we've given a lot of consideration, I think, in this community to the homeless and to the problems that they have, and into trying to. You know, and sometimes I feel like they're just pawns on a board among all these groups that are being pushed around. Um, but, you know, they're, they're really, you know, again, what is the plan? You know, uh, and so as we look at this next council that comes in, that really is going to have to be, in my mind, a huge, maybe the biggest thing they tackle immediately. Well, and and it goes back to our previous conversation, what the new council was like, because if if the council takes a complexion that I think it might, uh, the 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 the, uh, the attempt at compassion for the homeless may just vanish. Sure, it, it may be just like here, here's a hundred thousand dollars, buy everyone a bus ticket, and send them out. The, exactly, and, I, you know. And, and maybe that's the right direction. I don't know. Yeah, I do um, know. That's the wrong you know, direction. I mean, I, I, but you know what I'm saying. I yeah. mean, you know, but that's that's the risk we run. And I think that's where, you know, groups such as House of Hagar and Catholic Charities and, you know, and Dr. Mercer and others who give them all the credit in the world in trying to tend and care for people who have, you know, drug addiction, mental illness. Nobody, you know, nobody in these past few weeks 
should like realistically wanting to be sleep outside when it's 10 below zero with a wind chill. But, you know, but there what, are, are, what are we doing to pick them up? We need to we need to address the immediate problems. And I get they're all complicated. There's so much else be, besides it. Uh, to me, the first thing to do is to get a managed camp. And a managed camp deals with things like you're talking sure. about, with, which with is having waste. sanitation right. and right. having it overseen. Somebody asked me yesterday, is somebody going to be on site all the time? No, but I think there ought to be somebody who makes a site visit every day, sure. police, street, and so on. Uh, once again, we saved the best for last, and now i gotta, I got to run. No, no, that's this, this a, a big conversation, deal. and it's not going anywhere. Yeah. I mean, this is going to be an ongoing issue. All right, it is uh, 7 to the hour. Thanks, John. I appreciate it. John Welcome McCabe, Howard. newspaper editor here. Uh, we will do this again next week, and, uh, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about the homeless again. Because they're not going anywhere, that's for that's sure. That's exactly right. Let's go over to the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Bob Westfall's here. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We missed you yesterday. Oh, I'm sorry. I was uh, home. Okay. Well, that's okay. I was home last Friday, so it's uh, life is good. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's uh, it. It's what it is. It is, I mean? it is what it is. I, I do understand that. Um, what's happening today? All right. Got a few things working on today. Uh we're going to take a look at the icon of the seas. How about that? Yeah, we just talked about that here. Yeah, okay. Largest cruise ship uh, ever. Um, uh, Jennifer from Uniglobe just got back from a, a, a trip on that one. Um, so we're going to find out what that's all about. DK is going to do that story today. So we're going to do that. Uh, something else we're working on, the demolition at the OVMC, former OVMC, continues. We're going to follow up on that today. Um, so we'll have a little bit more information on that. That, that continues for the new... Uh, WVU Medicine Cancer uh, site. Uh, so we got that. Uh, Holocaust Remembrance. We're going to talk to Rabbi Leaf. That is tomorrow, I do believe. So we're going to talk about that. Um, so we'll be looking at weather. Weather is actually, I saw something unusual this morning, a orange globe in the sky. <laughs> uh, we haven't seen it in a while. Uh, but it quickly disappeared as I drove further south. So uh, we'll have that. And then, of course, sports. Uh, you know, still got an NFL coach carousel going on. And, uh, you know, summer spring sports are getting ready to kick off. So that's kind of what we're looking at today. All right. A lot of good stuff going on. People can check it out at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530 for the region-wide show. Always at WTRF.com, the award-winning website. And, of course, uh, Carry Channel 7, the Storm Tracker 7 app, and the news app in your pocket on your smartphone or your tablet. And make sure that you have it uh, set for push notifications. That's what we got. All right. <laughs> all right. Good talk. Right. Sorry you caught me off guard. That's all right. Hey, ha have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Monday. All right, guys. Talk to you Monday. All right. Thanks a lot. John, do you, uh, does this paper have an app? You don't have an app. Yeah. You just, do you have an app? Yeah. How come I don't have that? I mean, I'm not asking you. It's not your responsibility to, give me, to make sure I have an app. I don't know. I, I didn't know you had an app. It, we, we uh, Yes, we've had it for um, 10 years. Really? Yeah. Well, that just goes to show you. I mean, I, I, I read the paper every day uh -huh. online. Mm -hmm. I go to the website. And we appreciate that. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, I didn't uh, yeah. You don't, expect, you don't appreciate my buck 50? We like we love your book. <laughs> Thank you. We don't like the freeloaders like Howard probably either signing in under six different screen names every month. <laughs> we subscribe to the paper. A, I would do uh -huh. it anyways because I do sure. I, I do read it online. I mean frequently. You've kind of begun to put a little more as it happens kind of stuff mm -hmm. on there. Well, yeah, we we've yes, yes. Yeah, we, we have and it's something that um 
that we've been very, what I would say, uh, very negligent on in a lot of ways. You know, if I can pivot real quick, I read something this morning that, that not that I don't want to talk about the newspaper because I'm happy to, but this kind of ties in. But you should read a story in the New York Times today about the obituary pirates. This, this, obituary there, pirates. There's a story about a young man who died earlier this month in New York, uh, fell into, 19 years old, fell into a, uh, fell on train tracks and got hit by a subway. Uh, very tragic. And the story in the New York Times today, which is really good reporting, details how, you know, from the time he died on January 4th um, and, you know, over the next several days, there were just quite literally um, these, you know, bot farms, in essence, run by this guy over in India using AI to publish just misinformation about his death and link different things together as a way to just get, like, cheesy clicks Mm -hmm. You know, to make ad revenue. Off oh, Google. okay. See, what was yeah, the, what's the point of it? So the point they have some to, sort of a, a quote newspaper or a they, we- websites, websites, websites. Yeah, and you know, and so people, of course, hear how someone died on a subway, so you just quickly Google, you know, subway death, New York, and you know, one, you know, one story is nineteen, you know, the other obituary is twenty-nine. You know, he stabbed to death, he was shot, he was mugged. Really? And, and I have to look that you know, up. and it's the family, of course, you know. Five days later, uh, publishes his obituary, and by then the misinformation is so deep that people didn't believe the obituary. Well, yeah, and it's it's it's, but it was just fascinating and and just scary and, and maybe symptomatic of where we're at right now. Like when you think about it, like who wakes up and says, "I'm going to make money off people's tragedy." I mean, people, I guess, have probably been doing it for millennia, but. Uh, this one in particular was just, I, I just was like, because obits are, you know, again, obituaries are an important part of what a community newspaper does. You know, oh, yeah. That last, uh, you know, last send off for for community members. And you got yours written yet, Bob? No, I don't even like to think about that. Okay. All right. You should always be ready, Bob. Uh, yeah. I'd rather not, John. <laughs> um, yeah, I've got mine ready to go. I, uh, you know? Yeah, mine says the you know he was a stellar man and uh, yeah, loved by it's, everybody. It's and your last <laughs> chance to tell fibs about yourself. You know? <laughs> exactly. I'll check. I'll look at that article. Yeah, Appreciate I'll send you the link to it. It's very yeah, thank fascinating. You. All right, got to get out of here. Uh, turning things over to Hoppy Kirchwell. He's coming up next here, statewide talk line. Um, Bob, you're back tomorrow morning with good old boys. Good old boys from eight to nine. And then you and I get back together again Monday morning at seven o'clock. Another go around of the big gig right here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Yeah.